What up, everybody? We are back. Oasis Podcast. It's week like 128,000. <laughs> um, no, sometimes it feels like that, but sometimes it feels like week one. We're just back. Oh, I'm just sitting in the yeah, just sitting in the podcast studio. It's been what a year. Yeah, that's true. Since wow. we started, imagine all the hours we've dedicated to this podcast. Just well, sitting here. At least 121,000. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> cool. Well, it's me, Brennan, and then I got Gina to my right. Hello. But I've got someone new to my left. Um, like we said, we always sit around the circle, so really he's to my farther right. But Ben has a child sick at home. Like this guy just has all these kids, and they're always getting sick and have things going on. So yes. he wasn't able to be in, and we really wanted to get this podcast recorded for you so we can stay on schedule. So I brought in some awesome dude, and his name is Dylan. What's up? And Dylan is the Oasis intern this year. So he's been getting Jana and I coffee for a couple weeks now. <laughs> um, anytime I, if you guys don't know, like our desks are really far away from the printer. So I just send Dylan <laughs> like, hey, I printed something. Go get it. No, I'm just playing. He's the one running our socials and he does an awesome job doing that. But he also does a ton of stuff behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see. So we're really thankful for him. So Dylan, anything you need to tell the people about yourself? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what a spot. <laughs> on the spot. I didn't prep him for this. Yep. Go to SDSU, drop out, and yeah, God takes you many places. There you go. <laughs> yeah, claim to fame. SDSU drop out, now pursuing a seminary degree. So you know shout out Dylan. And Dylan's everywhere. <laughs> Dylan's everywhere. <laughs> okay, so I, I, was, I already gave Dylan a little thanks because we're appreciative mm-hmm. of who he is. But what's something here as we sit around the table? In the last year, let's narrow it down, just last 365 days since we started doing this podcast, what's something you're grateful for? My first thought was like super obvious and obnoxious, and I hate myself for thinking of it first. But my dog, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I just love her. She's just really cute, and especially like in the midst of quarantine, when it was like by myself at home, she was there. So that's precious. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Dylan, what are you grateful for? <laughs> yeah, over this past year, um, I really struggled when I first came to SCSU with just finding a community, mm. and so over this past, I mean, few four, three, four months. Um, really meeting like three or four guys I've gotten to be able like to be really close with and being able to pursue that community, like go out and do fun things, like go to the lake and also just have like, uh, like biblical counsel. Like these guys can pour into my life. They can like correct me, provide accountability and just give me great wisdom. So I've been like super hyped to have those guys around. That's dope. Love it's it. almost like this guy listened or helped write the community out loud. Yeah, huh, look at that. That's so also, good. he went so deep and like, I was like, my dog. <laughs> Here, we'll catch it's this okay, one. Okay. Ben's not in the room, but I'll, I'll say I'm grateful for Ben. Oh, yeah. uh, I would never say it to his face. <laughs> can't, can't float his ego like that. But you guys know he's in that season of transition. And so when he listens to this, maybe he'll razz me a little bit. But we're all grateful for Ben, um, what, he, what oh, he's yeah. done in the last year, who he is as a person, um, what he means to the ministry, and uh, what he means to me as a person. So, Ben, shout out you. You're not present in the room, but you're now getting, getting your action, your time on, on the podcast. So there, yeah. I'm thankful for Ben and my wife. <laughs> And oh. the dog we don't have. <laughs> oh. oh, look at that! Wow. I'm quickly changing the, the the page to the next topic. Uh, really, when it comes down to it, why why do a whole podcast on gratitude? You know, like we understand that we should say thank you, mm-hmm. but what's the point in taking twenty to thirty minutes to talk about it? Why is it so important? Yeah, 
Uh, well, I mean, we can talk about what gratitude does in us and then also what it does in others. And so for us specifically, it helps us reorient towards blessings, um, towards the blessings that God gives us, towards the things we have in our life, and also helps us to focus on what's really important in life. It can be really easy to get caught up in the things that are going bad or the things that upset us, but when we can rest in and focus on those good things and be reoriented towards those blessings, it can change the entire outcome of our lives. Oh, totally. And we're going to hit both of those even more in depth later, but Dylan, what do you say otherwise? Why is gratitude so important? Um, it just speaks volumes into the person who's like willing to say it. Like, um, whoever like says like, thank you. Like it doesn't always like affect or it doesn't, um, just affect the person that you're saying it to. It also affects you. It changes who you are on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in others, like when you flip that, like that's some of the beauty of gratitude, you know, is like, yes, it's doing something in you, but it also hopefully does something in the other person. Like it affirms like what they're doing and hopefully it blesses them and it encourages them. Like it's often overlooked and assumed gratitude is, especially Mm -hmm. today in our culture, because we just assume people know we're grateful. Like they've done something for us or they've provided a need or like if you're looking at a spiritual sense, like we just assume God knows we're grateful. So then we don't actually verbalize it. We don't put action to those thoughts we have and it gets overlooked and people feel like they're not blessed and they're not Mm -hmm. affirmed in what they're doing and people aren't encouraged and they need that. Like I'm just thinking back like a week ago, we had an event on campus. It was called C. And it was where we were handing out a bunch of mugs to freshmen and students at SDSU and we're inviting them to our kickoff. And there was a bunch of hassle that went in for the people planning this event. Like they had to cancel it, they had to remove, they had to relocate it. Like it was a huge thing. Um, but eventually they got the event scheduled. And I just walked up right when I got there and I said, "Hey, like I know this has been a big hassle, but I'm appreciative for what you did." And like the lady almost started crying. Like a full-grown <laughs> adult, like who was planning this event, was like almost brought to tears. She was so happy. Someone said thank you. And to her, it's been the probably, the, like, I can't even imagine the stress she went over in the last oh, yeah. two weeks yeah. trying to pull off this event with a couple thousand people. Like, it must have been a nightmare. And who knows if anybody said thank you to her. And people probably were appreciative. Yeah. Because, I mean, they get to invite people to their events in there, but it's overlooked and it's assumed mm-hmm. that they know. And so I was just like, just took a second and said thank you. And she was like, totally <laughs> caring like, m- melting down pretty much in this parking parking lot. But... Yeah. <clears throat> Gratitude important. Oh, yeah. But what are we really grateful for? You know, like when we look at life, it's hard sometimes to see what we're grateful for. So where would you encourage people to just start? Yeah, I think even like just what you said, we're grateful for life and breath. Uh, Psalm 118 uh, verse 24, it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is like literally the foundation of like everything. Like if you can't be grateful for anything, like you're alive, you're listening to this podcast right now. Like you have ears to listen to it with, like Mm -hmm. you have the ability to listen to it. Like you have internet, you have power, you have a phone or whatever you're using, but you have life. That's something that God has given to you. You have breath that God has breathed into you. Um, And along with that, you've been giving blessing. Um, Colossians 9, 11 says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Now, God has given you blessings on blessings on blessings, and you might not even realize it. Um. No, that's good. (laughs) You don't have to add anything else there. Both of those, right, overlooked and assumed. Mm -hmm. Because, like, why would we give thanks for life and breath? Like, I woke up yesterday just like I woke up the day before, like, 
woken up for 20 something years, right? Every day. Why would I always be thankful for that? I just assume it's coming the next day, but it's not Yeah. always yeah. like turn on the news, like talk to enough people and you'll realize life is way more precious than we often want it. We think it is. Or yeah, like the blessing that every day, like the fact that God gave you stuff, God gave you richly, he, he blessed you so that you can be generous to others, that you could, um, pr- 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 you could prompt other people to thankfulness through your thankfulness and generosity. Like That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Anything else to add to that? Yeah. I mean, not only can you be grateful in the good and the blessing, but also there's a call that, that we're given to be grateful even in the bad. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, To give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That even when things are difficult, things are tough, you still have, I mean, even at the very least, you still have your life. Mm. Um, whatever that may look like. Um, but to even in those moments to give, to have gratitude, to be thankful to things, um, that even goes back to what we started talking about. Of It helps you to focus on what's important and reorient you towards those blessings. Yeah. And I didn't prep you guys this, but I'm going to ask a second follow-up question here because I think this is really important. So imagine you're in a bad situation or like you just feel like life is not been favorable to you like you probably don't need to imagine that hard like you can probably just look back and remember a time where it was harder like in that moment how do you look for gratefulness beyond just life and breath like we get it okay we've said it multiple times like you're alive but like when life is hard are there other other pieces of gratitude we can cling to there yeah i mean for sure i can even think about on like the last year for me i really struggled with my mental health and like even in that like i had to remind myself like I live in an amazing community. Hmm. I have friends who care about me. I work at a church that is sound and I have job security and I love what I do. Like even when I was sometimes in the midst of those things and like struggling, I could rest on like, I at least have these blessings right here and God is still taking care of them for providing yeah. for me. That's so good. Yeah. I think about mine, like I think about some of the hardships and stuff that life brings you. And James 1, 2, and 3, like, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I've always known that verse, but when you're in a hard season, when you start to see what God is doing in you by refining you, I think it should prompt you to thankfulness. Like, I've been reading this C.S. Lewis book, and he's talking about grief and how in grief there still should be a thankfulness that, like, we should thank God for the pain. One, because it meant Mm -hmm. that we loved it meant yeah. that we were connected to something and like praise God that that exists. Like without that, like what's the point in life if you're not able to love and connect with people, but also like God is doing something in that. And if we just cease the grief, if we cease to experience the pain, we might never reach what God wants to fulfill in that process. Mm-hmm. And he uses yeah. this analogy of like a surgeon, like imagine a surgery without anesthesia. Like that's what he was equating grief to. Like the surgeon cuts you and like it hurts. It hurts really bad. But if they stop the, the the surgery too early just because you don't want to go through the pain, they mm-hmm. don't achieve and heal and fix what they meant to, to do. But sometimes you need to go through the grief process, through the hardship in order to get to the other side, which God wanted to refine and do in you. And man, that was like yeah. so powerful for me because I don't want to be in a hard season. Mm-hmm. But like, if, am I grateful for God having me there, for him sustaining me there, for him providing through that so that on the other end I can not even on the other end, like in the midst of it, can I be grateful that God is still present, he's still moving, and he still wants to do something. Yeah, I think even in that, you can even look back to Jesus and Lazarus. Yeah. Um, 
like Jesus was really good friends with Lazarus and Lazarus died and he still wept like when he found out that he had died but he still knew that he was going to bring him back to life like just a little bit later mm-hmm. and it's like the prom I'm going to steal this from a song and I can't remember what song it is and I'm going to hate myself because I can't remember what <laughs> this is but it says the promise of heaven doesn't take away the depression hmm. and so that even G- even though Jesus knew what was coming even though he knew what heaven was going to be like because he had lived in it for eternity even though he knew that Lazarus was coming back he still wept because he can't get away from the depression yeah yeah and that's good. That's crazy you said that because I was looking up some stuff for the podcast. And actually, after he raises Lazarus from the dead, Jesus gives thanks. And he mm-hmm. says, thanks to God that he heard my prayer. So, like, yeah. in that, he doesn't, and he doesn't even just express gratitude in his emotion. Like, verbally, he goes and says it. Yeah. So, yeah. that's super dope. But it's almost like you read the C.S. Lewis book, too, because, like, he says <laughs> almost the same thing. That, like, it's just, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, that's so funny. But hmm. what else do you guys think? Like, is there... Okay, if we're going to move on, yeah. if, we, if we're done there, like, what are we grateful, like, who are we grateful to? Like, I feel like it should go unsaid, but again, this is the whole point, like, a lot of times we're assuming and overlooking. So if someone's listening, like, who should we tell them they should be grateful to? Yeah. Well, of course, I think we should be grateful for God. I mean, that's like the whole point of uh, this podcast, is the whole point of our ministry is to give glory to God, to give thanks to God, to praise God, to worship God. Um, like, He is our main focus. Um, and so, of course, we're grateful to him because of his goodness. Psalm 107, verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, I mean, like, that's all you need. Like, God is good. Yeah. That's who we, yeah. like, call God to be. We call God to be good. We call God that he is love. And because of that, we can be grateful. That's so good. Yeah. Jana, who else should people be thankful yeah. for? I mean, literally anybody or anything in your life that, that speaks into that and mm-hmm produces fruit or produces the growth even that we've talked about in the grief um so literally whoever that is <laughs> i'm trying to think of specific like characteristics to give but it literally could be anybody no, I, I think <laughs> if you're gonna put categories on it like how are you thankful for your friends yeah. your family your teachers your professors like your boss, your boss yeah. your co-workers and then the, i like how you said things too like yeah are you grateful for your clothes like mm-hmm. the food on your yeah. table in like in your cupboards like the the roof over your head the car you drive the bike you ride like yeah like things are also something to be grateful for um as long as they're subordinate to people right like we shouldn't be more grateful for things than people <laughs> probably I feel like that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like i feel like if i'm more <laughs> grateful for my car than i am for my coworker. Yeah. well like, even like everything's linked so like you can be grateful for your car but you should also be grateful for your boss who pays you so that you could buy your car. Oh, you know? wow. So let's like, go. There you go. It's I all linked, like, but yeah. Gosh, isn't that a, isn't there a Michael Scott quote in there where it talks about how someone buys something, but he pays for their... <laughs> oh, their salary. Yeah, he pays their salary, yeah. so therefore he bought it for them. Oh, there's got to be. I can't think of it specifically. Darn it. But... It's right there on the tip of my tongue. If you know it, you can DM us. You can <laughs> let me know. Help me out. Otherwise, what is... like? Okay, so we understand both what gratitude is we understand why it's important how do we give like all these things but how do we go about like experiencing more gratitude so we understand that in the hard seasons there can still be gratitude but right now people might be looking at their life and you're like okay yeah i got life and breath i got a roof over my head but like i still don't feel great grateful how do they stir that up in themselves how do they build their own gratitude I mean, like, just like anything you want to grow in or work on, you've got to devote time to it. So you've got to focus on it. Um, and you can figure out what ways help you to do that best, um, whether that might be 
journaling, writing down a list of 10 things you're grateful for, something that people do all the time that's recommended quite a bit. Um, spending time in prayer, thanking God for specific things. Um, not only like writing it down and keeping it to yourself, but maybe you write it down and you give it to someone, you send someone a card or a text or whatever, or you call them or you say it to them in person, like make it a practice of something that you do. Um, because when we take the things that are happening within us that God is stirring within and put them into action, that can almost even solidify even more so what they are. Yeah. And, and later in the podcast, I plan to talk about Paul and just how his example of gratefulness but I also think right here, he kind of models some of those things you just said. Yeah. Like in Philippians 1, 3, he says, I thank God for you always. Mm-hmm. And he says, every time I remember you, I thank God. So in that, like, he's focusing on it. You know, yeah. like he's remembering these people and he's giving thanks. So like he's spending time and energy. Another word like you could use would be like silence and solitude. Yeah. Like he's intentionally practicing a discipline in order to orient himself towards thankfulness. But then he's journaling. Like he's like writing it down. You know, mm-hmm. he's writing a letter, but like he's expressing his thoughts on paper. How powerful, what is it this that, again, I'm like way all over the place today, but isn't it like you're like three times more likely to remember something if you write it down? Yeah, something like, something that. like that. Where it's like now they think technology's ruining that because nobody's mm-hmm. using pen and paper anymore, so now yeah. we're less inclined to remember the stats or whatever we learned, Yeah. i.e. the fact that I vaguely remember this stat. <laughs> so like if you take that time and you write down 10 things once a week, once yeah. a month that you're grateful for how much greater will that experience be informing you than if you just offhandedly thought about it? Yeah. So Paul writes it down, but then prayer, I mean, that is a prayer right there as he's writing, um, then, and then mm-hmm. say it in action. Like The very journaling he's doing is going to these people that he says he's grateful for. So oh, yeah. Paul, crushing. It's almost like we've read this book before <laughs> and we know some of these <laughs> almost, answers. Yeah. Earlier in the podcast, we said gratitude changes us. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by that? Like, Does gratitude actually, my saying the words thank you or me doing some of those actions we just talked about, like how does that change me as a person? It changes a lot about us. (laughs) It changes our attitudes um, and it can change our outlook. It changes our attitudes. Um, Brennan found a super interesting study um, done by Harvard. I don't know specifically what department oh, oh, and just Harvard. But this study revealed that in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. So gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish in good experiences, improve their health and deal with adversity and build strong relationships. Um, so that gratitude, that thankfulness changes our attitude. It reorients us, the language we've already used. It focuses us on the good things. Um, and that's why I think that like there's this huge trend right now in like psychological work, whether that's like counseling or therapy to like gratitude therapy. I don't know if that's the language they're using, hmm. but to spend time being thankful and recognizing the good things because that really does help to boost um, our attitudes. Yeah. I always find it fascinating when culture starts to mimic what the scripture said 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Right? Like in this, talking about how gratitude forms us, changes us, it changes our outlook. Like Paul was saying the same thing in Philippians 4 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like that's incredible. Like some of the counseling techniques today, like what you, what, what did, what was, I don't even remember the thing you said. You said gratitude counseling or? Yeah, I don't know if that's the language they Or use, like but they talk about like mindfulness. Yeah. Or they talk about like, uh, what's the one like, tra- uh, it's like, train of thought 
counseling where you like trace oh, yeah. out trace. either forward or backwards yeah, your process. anxious thought so that you mm-hmm. can better control like paul's teaching that when he's t- talking about mindfulness in second corinthians 10 mm-hmm. like he's teaching those things two thousand years before they become psychological like studies and practices yeah yeah like i mean even like how many of us grew up on the golden rule like mm. treat oh, others yeah. the way that you want to be treated like that's in the bible like 2,000 years ago, yeah. and it hung up on how many of our grade school teachers' uh, walls. Yeah, like, right? Yeah. It was at this camp, a huge poster. It was a Christian camp. I put air quotes on that, but they had a huge poster. That was the only Jesus thing that they even slightly had. Yeah. Oh, I guess we sang like Johnny Appleseed before we ate, but other than that, they did not open the scripture. Is that a Christian song? Johnny Appleseed? Isn't it, oh, the Lord is good to me. Oh, I don't and know so, the song. But it's, it's named Johnny Appleseed. You so. guys don't know that one? No. Oh, you are not Lutheran enough. Come on. <laughs> nope. No. Yep. Jo- Johnny Appleseed. Google it. Gives okay. the Lord glory when we sing it. There we go. Jana's going to hook us up next Sunday with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to open with Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, no worship set. <laughs> okay, back to it, back to it, back to it. Otherwise, yeah. gratitude does something else in us when I think it helps us push back against entitlement and privilege. Yeah. So an idea that keeps coming back to me is like, I've heard people talk about how they don't need to say thank you for things other people are paid or work to do. So like, why would I say thank you to the lady at the sea event when mm. she's being paid to put on an event? Not only that, but she, she kind of fumbled it over a week. Like she, she made a kind of mockery of the event. Like it didn't go off without a hinge, you know? It's mm-hmm. so like, why should I be thankful for something she messed up? But like, that's an entitlement I, mindset thinking that she, you deserve for her to do that job or yeah. work. Or like when you're in a restaurant and someone delivers you your food, like they're being paid to do that, so why would I say thank you? But it's like, come on, like the gratefulness is part of what it means to be a Christian. Like mm-hmm. it's part of what it means to just live this life and follow Jesus. Like it doesn't matter if someone's paid to do a job or if you feel entitled to something. Like gratitude is the correct posture. Yeah. And it helps us push back against that. But also, it helps us push back against worry, anxiety, stress, depression, sadness, loneliness. Mm-hmm. I, I quoted a little bit of Philippians 4, 6 through um, 8 earlier. But Paul says here, he says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And oftentimes, when people are fighting anxiety or sadness or depression or worry, like whatever um, you find yourself on in like the scale of that, like this is a verse people will point to. And I love mm-hmm. it. I think it's powerful. It's, again, part of those reasons we were talking Paul was so good. But don't stop there. Go on to verse 8 and talk about how finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Like... Paul does something incredible here. He gives you an outlet for your anxiety, your your worry, your stress, and, and then maybe the sadness you feel. And he says, present that to God and do it with thanksgiving. Put the silver lining on it that it's like, hey, I'm still able to pray these prayers. I know you're hearing me. But then don't stop there. Move in action to train your mind, to shift your thinking to that which is good and true and worthy and noble. And I'm not going to read them all again. <laughs> but that's thankfulness. Where it's like, instead of thinking on the bad, in the bad, I'm thinking about the good, and I'm thankful for that. So, Paul's such a G. He just does it up like that, and he crushes it. (laughs) Paul is such a G. He is. He's an OGG. Stitch that on a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) How how do we go about thanking God, though? 
Like, I feel like this one is different than people. Like, people we've talked about, you can write a thank you note, you can say just clearly thank you, you can go out of your way to do something for them, but you really can't write a thank you note to God. Maybe you could. I don't know where you're <laughs> going to put it or mail it, but you might see your journal if you write thank you. But <laughs> what other ways are we really going about expressing thanks to God? Yes, we can, of course, express thanks to God through prayer. I mean, that's our communication with God. And Ben hit it on Ben hit on it two weeks ago when he preached at Oasis of that prayer isn't just communication with God. We should strive with strive for communion with God. And that's just uh, being in relationship with God in all situations at all time. And so, of course, like whenever you're praying, like throughout the day, like even in the little things, like God is a jealous God. Like he wants to be a part of every single minute of your life. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like even like if someone holds the door open for you, be like, God, thank you for them. Thank you that, you know, You've put a kind spirit in them. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like you said, like over your food, like pray for your meals, like stuff like that. Um, but of course, like that's the obvious one. But financially, like that's a big one. That's kind of Dylan a, is coming on here. A tough topic, he's especially for at, these college kids. He's coming at your life. He wants to talk about your your wallets. So get your dollar bills ready. He's not even a pastor. So. <laughs> yep. Dylan, sorry, keep going. But yeah, financially, of course, like when you come to uh, like church on Sunday morning, they always talk about giving. Like that's something that Jesus has like commanded us to do um, is to give because with um, what we hold loosely, he will provide. Like if you give, like God's going to bless that. Um, so, of course, I know like especially it's hard as like college students, like we're, we're punching pennies, like things are <laughs> things are getting close. So, of course, like the, even if it's just a little bit like do it with a grateful heart, like be grateful like this was never yours to begin with because mm-hmm. God has provided you with the opportunities to obtain um, wherever you're at in life with your financials. Okay, I'm going to get a little satirical here. But Dylan, I worked for it. <laughs> I worked for that paycheck. I logged my 45 hours at McDonald's or Walmart or Dollar Tree. And now that penny, every one of those pennies in my account, I've earned. Why do I gratefully give that back to God when that's mine? Like I worked for that. Whose money is it? To begin with. Well, isn't it mine? I worked for it. How's it yours? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, the fine. never-ending question yep. game. <laughs> yeah. But I think is what, I mean, like, he's right on. Mm-hmm. Like, it never was yours. Like, it yeah. was always God's. Yep. And you're just a steward of it to hold it for a little bit of time. So, honestly, mm-hmm. if you read through some of the Old Testament um, talk about tithing and um, to keep the whole 100% of your income would be stealing considered it'd be considered stealing that that 10 percent is actually god's and to keep it and to not give it back to the church you're stealing from god so that's like the opposite of gratitude but generosity is the answer otherwise the only other thing i would add there is maybe gratefulness looks like giving your life back to god yeah yeah i mean you guys help me out what was the song by bruno mars Grenade by Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. So you know Grenade by Bruno Mars. He's like, I'm going to catch a grenade for you, jump in front of a train for you. And like, it's this idea that like the love that he has for whoever he's singing about, probably s- who someone random. <laughs> I don't think he's like in a relationship, is he? I don't know what that of. time the song We got to check in on Bruno Mars. <laughs> check, check in on him. Song's but, old. <laughs> no, that song's baller. <laughs> kind. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was old. <laughs> I know, but old implies bad. No, it doesn't. <laughs> in my mind. In my mind. I'm a young guy. So, I've totally lost my train of thought. But essentially, Bruno Mars is saying, like, I would do anything to love this person, show this person how much I care. Well, God did everything for you. Like, he straight up 
gave his son, his only son, and not while you were perfect, but while you were still a sinner. And he did that so willingly for you that our only correct response back to that is our whole life. Like anytime you think like someone, like you picture a TV show, maybe you know someone in real life who like saved someone else's life. Like they're, the posture of the person who saved is now I have this life because you saved me, mm-hmm. right? Like the only reason we have life and breath and we can like go each day is because God, because God chooses to save us. So therefore, like how do we turn and orient our whole life, everything we are, every minute from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed and probably even while you're sleeping in some odd way, like how do we orient that all back to God in a position and posture of gratefulness? There's a song out there. Um, it's called Gratitude by Brandon Lake, and he has the voice of an angel. I'm grateful for Brandon <laughs> Lake and his music. But this song called Gratitude, if you're going to go listen to it, pull it up on YouTube and listen to the acoustic version. Because in the first like minute of that song, he explains kind of his heart and why he wrote this song called Gratitude. And it is so beautiful. He just talks about how thank you is the most accurate prayer that he prays. It's the, mm. the prayer he should pray and does pray the most. Because when we go to God, really the only thing we can say is just thank you. Like we can ask for things. We can, um, I don't need, yeah, yeah, you can ask for things. But if you don't come with a posture of gratitude, knowing he's already bought you the world, like he's paid for your eternity, like it, it doesn't work quite the way it should. Like, mm-hmm. And I just love that. So go and check out that song. So so good. So important. Um, otherwise, is there anything else you guys want to add? to the end of this podcast when we talk about gratitude people you need to shout out (laughs) i mean you already talked about paul um but he's just a perfect example all throughout scripture of what it looks like to be grateful and to show it um i mean you talked about you talked about philippians 1 3 earlier yeah we were talking about it i mean even if you read any of his letters Romans 6 he ends yeah Romans 16 16 yes sorry (laughs) He ends with a, just a great passage of thankfulness um, to the people. Yeah, so, he just he's a great example. It, Paul always be doing this thing, and I had a teacher try to explain it to me once. And I still don't always forget it, but he'll just end his letter with just like a list of names. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, shout out Bob <laughs> and Dylan and Greg and." Those obviously aren't the people. But he's like, oh, shout out Priscilla and Aquila. I know those are in there, but he just be shouting people out and just talking yeah. about like all the people he's grateful for. Uh, I just thought you guys were staring. They were both looking over my head. <laughs> oh. So I thought there was someone behind me. You guys can't see that anyways. We better end because I'm I'm on one today. Brains losing it. <laughs> I'm taking Ben's shoes. But yeah, Paul in his letters, almost every single one, and I almost want to say everyone, but I don't know for sure, expresses some some portion of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so if it was so important for him as someone following God, leading others to, to Christ, to express gratitude and how he was rebuking these churches or how he was helping them. Like how much more important is for us in our daily lives to express gratitude. And then Jesus talked about him, but that man gave thanks before he, he ate the Passover meal. Mm-hmm. Like before he broke bread, like Jesus was given make thanks before his meals. Like if anybody knows Jesus is thankful, like shouldn't it be God? That was his father. Like the two were yeah. like one, it's like the Trinity thing. But yet before the dude cracked open some ramen noodles, Jesus was given thanks. And before I say anything more wrong heretical. and heretical, uh, I do want to say thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, tell someone you're grateful for them today. Write them a letter, shoot them a text. Uh, that'll glorify God and build something up in you. So peace out. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. See you.